Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Let's begin our Bible study time with a word of prayer. Father, we do approach your divine throne tonight. Thanking you tonight, Father, for your grace and your divine mercy. We ask tonight, Father, that your Holy Spirit shine light upon your word. Shine light upon our minds tonight. Help us comprehend those things you would have us to understand by your grace. Minister to us as only you can. Move all flesh out of the way. Have your way, precious Holy Ghost. Even in this house tonight, it's about you, Jesus, and your sheep. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Tonight's lesson is called The Denial of the Self-Life. The denial of the self-life. When I gave the title to Teresa, she was like, is that the title? I said, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. That's what God gave me tonight. Uh, Luke chapter 22 is what I want to start tonight. God just dropped this scripture into my heart just a few minutes ago. It's going to start somewhere else, but he said Luke 22, verse 41. I'm just going to take my time. That's all right? And he, talking about Jesus, was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. The God of the universe praying. He kneeled down and prayed. An act of divine submission to his father. He kneeled. The very throne of his father. The Bible says in verse 42, this is what he said. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Take this cup from me. At this point, I don't want to drink it. But he says, take it from me. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. At that moment, Jesus denied his natural desire. Didn't want to go to the cross at this point. But he denied 
the self-life, the natural life, the, the way of the flesh. He has given us the example on how to die to self. On how to say within our hearts, not what I want, but what you want. And so tonight, that's what uh, God put on my heart to talk about. The need for the body of Christ and for the church as individuals to submit ourselves to God wholeheartedly, and with everything that we got. It cannot be done in the natural or with the natural man's strength. I said, that's impossible. Has to be done by the strength and might and power of the Holy Ghost. He is the one that gives us the unction to keep going even when we don't want to keep going. So we taught here in the book of Luke chapter 9, Jesus begins to talk along these lines to his disciples. Luke 9 verse 23. And he said to them all. All his disciples. Not just to the preacher. Not just to the deacon, not just to the elders, but he said to them all. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Tells all of his disciples, every last one of them who were there at that point, he told them, that his desire for them was to, if they wanted to follow him, to take up their cross daily and follow me. And as I stated earlier, that cannot be done except by the power of the Holy Ghost. Got to have Strength from above to live that kind of a life. He goes on to say in verse 24, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake the same shall save it. 
I heard a minister a long time ago when I first got saved. He quoted that scripture that he said, if you want to live, then you got to die. I was like, I ain't want to hear that. <laughs> That's a hard saying right there. If I want to live this Christian life, then I got to die to myself, my own desires, my own want-tos. The preacher told me one day we were talking. He said, Roy, Pastor Roy, this life here is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. You're going to have to do some things you don't want to do. You're going to have to go some places you don't want to go. You're going to have to put up with some folk you don't want to put up with. And you won't be able to do it in your own strength. You're going to need the power of God to do that. You're going to have to be a man who is used to surrender and submission. A man who is willing to submit to authority, and that authority is the Word of God. And that's what Jesus is telling his disciples here. If you really want to live a powerful, fulfilling Christian life, you're going to have to die to every natural thing that you say you want to do and accept his cross, his calling, and his life. This is the requirement not to go to heaven. <laughs> I mean, we're we all going to go to heaven. We say by grace, right? Through faith, we're all going to go to heaven. See, everybody who's a believer, I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd. I'm, talk, I'm talking to the ones who know what I'm talking about. Everybody who's a believer, they're going to heaven. But everybody is not a disciple. I, I believe I'm talking to disciples here tonight. Wednesday night crowd, y'all disciples. Y'all love the word, no matter how it come out, whether it's sweet or it's bitter, you're going you gonna to take it because you're disciples. And so that's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about discipleship, death to self, got to die to self to follow Jesus. I've got to learn to hate the Adamic life. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I've I, I got to learn to hate 
the life that I had before I got saved. Every natural appetite of the old man, I got to learn to hate it. If I'm going to be a disciple and walk with him and follow him closely. That is what they call a process of sanctification. I have to embrace the life of Christ on a moment by moment basis. And again, I got to do it all with a total dependency upon the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't stress that enough. So much of the time we try to live this Christian life in our own strength and we fail. How many of y'all have failed sometimes? Well, God never desires that we fail. He desires that we learn to walk in his power. Because without that, we, we can't function the way God is wanting us to function. We can't die to the Adamic life in our own strength. It has to be by the power of the Holy Spirit as we surrender to him. Now, I want to go to verse 26. Well, chapter 14, I'm, I'm sorry, chapter 14, verse 26. I was getting confused there for a minute. Jesus still talking here. He says, if any man come after me, or if any man's going to follow me, this is a hard saying right here. And hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters. Yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That's a hard saying right there. <laughs> in other words, he's saying, I must. Be first in everything all the time. I'm going to read that again. Because it has strong impact on a person who's trying to die to self. If any man come after me, if anyone wants to come after me, if any man who wants to follow me closely... And walk with me closely. And hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brethren and his sisters. Yea, and his own life. Also, he cannot be my disciple. So I have to hate my own life. The Adamic life. The natural life. Or I can't be his disciple. I got to learn to hate the old man. Somebody say, I got to die. Just say it. So I know it's hard to say that. 
But I got to die to myself. I mean, if I want to live for his kingdom glory, I got to come to the recognition and the realization that he is truly my Lord. And I do that only as I surrender at the foot of his cross and at the foot of his throne on a daily basis. Because he told me a minute ago that I do, I have to do this daily. I have to make a decision daily to surrender to him. So I got to die to myself, die to my own desires, die to what I want to do and how I want to do it and must surrender to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all that I am and committed to him. This is my portion. This is my destiny in Christ. This is what he wants from me. He says, anything else, and I disqualify myself from discipleship. You cannot be my disciple. He said, I love you. You still got a mansion in heaven. Still washed in my blood. You're still my baby, but you can't be my disciple. (sighs) Oh, my God. Jesus, help us, Lord. Help me, Lord. (laughs) This is my portion. As I think about that. Verse 27. Because he's still talking. If he would have stopped right there, it would have been good. But he's still talking. And whosoever does not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Bear his cross. Carry his cross. Be willing to die daily. He's, that's what he's talking about. Again, he, he says, if I don't do that, if I don't live like that, I cannot be his disciple. Verse 28, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit it not down first and count it the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Hmm. Count the cost. You know, and I wrote this down, to be born again costs you nothing. Salvation is free. It's the free gift. Thank God it's free. Amen. (laughs) But to walk closely with Jesus will cost you everything. You can't preach this on Sunday morning. (laughs) You preach this on Wednesday with 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 the saints who, you know what I'm saying? This here is for the soldiers, amen? Those who have decided 
that I'm going to be a disciple, a real, genuine follower of Jesus Christ. In the good times and in the bad times. It's not easy. God. Now this is very important. God calls the disciple to sacrifice his natural life, my self-life, for his kingdom glory. God calls his, his disciple, or the disciple, to sacrifice my natural life, my self-life, for his kingdom glory. Not for my comfort, but for his kingdom glory. Again, it takes the power of the Holy Ghost to do that. I have to come to him because I'm laboring. (laughs) Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you the divine rest that you need to live this way, but you have to come to me for that kind of strength. We give out a lot of times because we don't, Simply do the simple thing, and that is come to him. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. For the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. That's our portion, you see. That's the reservoir that's available for us every day of the week. 24 hours a day. That's the reservoir. This is our portion. He offers it to us as a refreshment, as a strengthening to live this Christian life. Without it, I can't do it. I'll give out, I'll quit. But with it, I can do all things. Hallelujah. Paul said, God's strength. I can do all things through Christ. Strengthens me. God's strength. And he's willing to give it to me. He's willing to let me experience it. For his kingdom glory. I'm not going to hold you too long tonight. Romans chapter 12. Let's go there. God help us. God like it when you're dependent like that. He likes it. it. It honors him when you're dependent upon him. When you recognize that in your natural man, that's why, like I said, we started off Jesus on his knees, praying. And, 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 and somewhere else in that scripture, it says that while he was praying, he dropped some blood. And while he was praying, an angel came and strengthened him. Y'all remember that? This is, this is serious, but it's always 
God always sends us help. Never be without help when I surrender like this. He'll always uphold me. He'll always lift me up. He'll always give me strength for another day. He will. Romans 12 and 1, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Paul got it right, by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul said, that's, your, that's the least you can do. Paul, I don't know. He ought to know because he, 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 he endured some stuff. You know what I mean? We're not going to get off and all what he endured. But he, he had to surrender or else he wasn't going to make it. So his exhortation here, we can listen to it because this is a man who knows what he's talking about. He says, by the mercies of God, that you... Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now the problem with a living sacrifice is that, that it will try to escape the altar. <laughs> How many of y'all know about that? A living sacrifice will try to escape the altar because it doesn't want to die. Somebody say, I need Holy Ghost power. <laughs> Man, it's so easy to run away. It's so easy to just say, man, enough. But God says, I'll give you grace as you come. The living sacrifice Is something that we can experience. It's by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you don't get nothing else out of this tonight, get this. That you can't live, I can't live this Christian life without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. On a moment by moment basis. I need him. John 15 and 4. Let's go there. Very familiar scripture here. Jesus still talking. He says in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except, except, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. <laughs> if I want to bear fruit, if I want to do anything for God that's worth anything, I must 
make that quality decision to abide in him. I must recognize, first of all, that I'm a branch and that I'm subject to wither. Without the vine has my support system, has my strengthener, I will wither. One of the best prayers that we can pray. Jesus, make me a branch that abides constantly in the vine. That's a good prayer. Make me a branch that abides constantly in the vine. Draw me by your spirit to that place of divine surrender where I, where I abide only in you. And I choose to. Said so I can't bear fruit except I abide in you. Verse 5, I love the Lord. He says, I am the vine. <laughs> As if we didn't know it already. He says, I am the vine. You got to come to me. You are the branches. It makes it very clear. Thank you, Lord, for making it clear. See, I'm not real smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, 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 when he comes to me in simplicity, I can grasp it. He says, Roy, you're a branch. I'm the vine. Abide in me. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, You can do nothing. Zero. Absolutely nothing. Oh, we got to get to that point where we recognize that. Without him, I can't even have a decent prayer life. I need him. And he's never going to create a life for me where he's not needed. Without me, he says, you can do nothing. So, I can't die without him to self. Self will remain alive. Self will still try to promote itself and even strengthen its own self which is an act of futility, because without him, I can't, I can't do anything. Some of y'all are way smarter than me, so it, 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 it took me a while to learn this here. I'm still learning this. This here, this is where it's at, though, in that surrender, in that humility. See, it takes humility. To admit that I'm a failure, 
I may have a PhD. I may have all these accolades. But I'm a failure without the power of the Holy Ghost. Without Jesus has my constant strength. Somebody looking for peace, you ain't going to get no peace without him. Somebody looking for joy, you're not going to get no joy without him. It's impossible. Search the whole world. You're never going to find it except in him. Without him, I can't do nothing. As I close, I think about Solomon. God has been speaking to me about Solomon since the beginning of the year. Solomon and David. Solomon had everything that a man could want in the natural, successful, the richest man in the world at that time. Tremendous God-given wisdom. I mean, he, but he got to the point in his life where he recognized something. Solomon said, it's all vanity. It's meaningless. It's like, one translation says, it's like chasing the wind. He said, if I don't have God as the center of my life, it means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Solomon got it. He understood it. He recognized that without God in his life, life was really meaningless. Jesus is the only one that can make life sweet. You know that? He's the only one. He, he brings the sweetness to life. Without him, you may be having a good time out here in the natural, but all it is is bitter, bitterness and emptiness and futility. But with Jesus, he causes the sweet, the bitter to become sweet. Y'all know that? Somebody know that tonight. It's him. It's him. It's only him. Stand to your feet tonight. Stand to your feet. We're going to pray a little bit. Lord, we just give you praise tonight. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for the divine grace that has been given to us by way of your cross. We thank you, God, for your divine power that is found in your resurrection. That which you have freely given to your children. All of the blessings of the covenant. God, you told Abraham a long time ago. He became fearful that the promised child may not show up. You told him, fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. And your exceeding great reward. 
We come to you, Father God. We come to you, King, Savior, Jesus, the Lamb of God. We come to you tonight. Kneeling, bowing at your divine throne tonight. Asking for more grace to live at your feet. In divine surrender to you. Help us, oh God, to lay our lives down at your feet. Surrender it all to you. We need you, Lord. We're asking for divine grace to live the crucified life. You are the vine. We are the branches. May these branches abide continually, Lord, in the vine. Drawing strength from you, God, on a moment-by-moment basis, which is our portion in Christ. And for every fruit, All the fruit that we bear will give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Both now and this, our generation, and throughout the eons of your eternity, we'll be giving you praise. In Jesus' matchless and mighty name, Father, we do pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you.